Good morning, and welcome to On Target, a radio ministry of Village Bible Church in Hot Springs Village. We are located near the Coronado Center at 100 Ponderosa Way. Our Sunday morning service starts at 9.15 a.m. We hope you will enjoy and benefit from the sermon you will hear this morning. Now sit back and relax as you listen to a message by Senior Pastor Dr. Jason Lancaster. Good to see you here. I'm glad you made it out through the rain. I'd like to welcome those watching on Facebook Live and those listening on the radio. I'm glad that you all have joined us. I really feel like the word this morning is something that particular individuals need to hear. Of course, we all need to hear the word of God all the time, but there is, for some of you, going to be a very timely message. You just showed up here to worship, to hear from God's word, but for some of you, it's going to go right at your heart and be just what you need it for this morning. I don't know who you are, we'll see what God does by the time that we're done. Now, I know there's a lot of visitors as well, and so I need to kind of bring you up to speed what, what's been going on. We just read an entire chapter of the Bible, Ruth 3. We've been studying Ruth so far, and we've seen that God is working out His sovereign plan. And that plan included moving Ruth from Moab to Bethlehem, and she accompanied her mother-in-law, Naomi. Ruth went out to glean in the fields and just so happened to end up in the field of Boaz. Eventually, Ruth and Boaz are going to get married, and in their line and their descendants is going to come the Messiah, Jesus Christ. It's, it's God's sovereign plan that he is working out to move people around. But get this, the characters don't see it. The characters don't know it. All that they're doing is putting one foot in front of the other and being faithful. Ruth accompanies her mother-in-law back to Bethlehem. She puts one foot in front of the other to go out to provide for her family in the fields. Boaz, just being faithful, being a man of God, character to show love toward Ruth and Naomi. One foot in front of the other, okay? So far, we're so good. Everyone here... God is working out a sovereign plan, a plan that we often don't see. And yet, what do we do? We put one foot in front of the other of faithfulness. Maybe you are in a period right now where you're waiting. Maybe you're waiting for a healing. Maybe you're waiting for a breakthrough. Maybe you're waiting to move. Maybe you're waiting for a relationship to be healed. What do you do in the meantime? You show up. You put one foot in front of the other, and you remain faithful. So far, that's what we've covered in the book of Ruth. So far, that's what we've talked about in your life. But get this. Sometimes, when you're putting one foot in front of the other, sometimes you need to make big decisions. In the midst of all the daily faithfulness, sometimes you have to make big choices that fall in line with faithfulness. And sometimes the decisions you have to make and the choices you have to make could go really good or they could go really bad. And that's why they're called risk. Sometimes you have to take risk as you're following the Lord and that is part of being faithful. Of course, the one foot in front of the other, in front of the other, in front of the other. But sometimes you got to make these big decisions and you do not know how they're going to turn out. But get this. 
That's also how God works out his plan, not just with your daily faithfulness, but also with your steps of big faith where you take risks for him and his kingdom. I'll put it to you like this. God moves his sovereign plan along through believers who take strategic risk. God moves his sovereign plan along through believers who take strategic risk. And I know a lot of you are wondering, well, how does sovereignty and human choice, how does that go together? Well, it goes together in a mysterious way that I cannot explain to you, but I can tell you that God is absolute sovereign and you have to make choices and you have to make decisions. Those two are not at odds at each other. They go together in some mysterious way that I do not understand. So this morning, we're going to see three people. It's a simple story. We're going to see three risks from three people, from Naomi to Ruth to Boaz. And as we see the risks that each of them took, we're also going to examine our lives who live on the other side of the cross and the resurrection and see what risk we may take for Christ and his kingdom. So let's go ahead and jump into it. We're going to start off with Naomi. Let's start off with the risk of Naomi. Look at Ruth chapter 3, verse 1. Then Naomi, her mother-in-law, said to her, My daughter, shall I not seek security for you, that it may be well with you? Some time has passed, and Ruth is still staying with her mother-in-law, Naomi. She's been working out in the fields as a gleaner. The harvest time is over, and Boaz has made no initiative toward Ruth. Many women have had that same feeling. They've gone out on dates with the guy for a few times. And then the guy just kind of just disappears. Doesn't do, any, doesn't do anything at all. What is a woman to do? Well, maybe a woman should involve her mother. <laughs> Worst case scenario, how about you involve your mother-in-law? That's what happens here. Naomi's like, you know what? Boaz is not doing anything. We've got to fix this. And now she comes up with a plan. Verse 2. Now is not Boaz our kinsman with whom made you were? Behold, he winnows barley at the threshing floor tonight. She's like, I've got a plan. I've got a plan because Boaz, he's our relative and he's our kinsman redeemer. He's the one that can take us out of this situation. He's the one that can provide future descendants for me since my husband died. He's the one that we're going to center on. And so I have this great plan. What I want you to do, Ruth, is I want you to go out where he is winnowing barley on the threshing floor tonight. You see, all the bushels have been brought to the threshing floor, which will be this large, flat, hard ground, and, and they would work hard at separating the kernels from the chaff, and it was, it was a very festive and joyous occasion. There's this party-like atmosphere because the harvest has come in, but Ruth needs to get ready because she is about to meet Boaz at night on the threshing floor. Are you starting to see how risky this plan is? Verse 3. Wash yourself, therefore, and anoint yourself, and put on your best clothes, and go down to the threshing floor, but do not make yourself known to the man until he has finished eating and drinking. 
that's a pretty good plan. She's like, you need to take a bath. You need to put on some perfume. Put on some nice clothes. But when you get there, don't just go and throw yourself into his arms. You need to be very, very subtle. You need to wait till he's finished eating and drinking. So, so far, the plan seems fine. But now it gets really weird. Verse 4. It shall be when he lies down that you shall notice the place where he lies. I just want to say, I don't want any of my daughters ever doing this. All right, okay. <laughs> Verse 4. You hear me? Don't do this. Verse 4, it shall be when he lies down that you shall notice the place where he lies, and you shall go and uncover his feet and lie down. Then he will tell you what you shall do. She said to her, all that you say I will do. All right, now you got to kind of wonder, why is Boaz sleeping at night on the threshing floor? Well, maybe he's out there with all his employees, and they're guarding the grain, and that's just, just what you do. And so Naomi tells Ruth that while she is blending into the crowd she was to observe where the place that Boaz went to bed. Because with this plan, you do not want to go up to the wrong man. <laughs> so she's to sneak over to him while he is sleeping, uncover his feet, and lie down at his feet, and then Naomi's like, he'll take it from there. I mean, what, what kind of plan is this? This is a very risky strategy. You may wonder, what, what is going on? This kind of sounds immoral. Well, the plan is not immoral, but it could absolutely look like it's immoral because, the, I just want to tell you, the point of the strategy is, is kind of like a marriage proposal. She's not supposed to go up to him and shake him awake. I mean, that could scare him to death. He could blurt out. So she was to simply uncover his feet. And as his feet were uncovered, maybe in the cold air, it would wake him up. Then Naomi was hoping that Boaz would clue in, step up, and propose to Ruth. But can you see how this is a risky strategy? Because not only do you have a woman approaching a man, but you also have a Moabite asking an Israelite. You have an employee initiating with an employer and a young woman coming on to an old man. And you got to admit, the situation could get compromised pretty quickly. Maybe Boaz could take advantage of Ruth, or maybe he could reject her outright and spread rumors about her character. It is a very risky plan that could potentially be misunderstood. As followers of Christ, there will be times that we will need to take strategic risks for Christ and his kingdom that could potentially be misunderstood. I, I, I reflect back on the three adoptions that we have gone through in our, in our, in our family, and they have been very strategic. It has is, is taken a lot of creativity to pull them off, but I, but I have to say, there's been a lot of naysayers along the way. could be potentially misunderstood. In fact, there's a lot of people after the fact who said, yeah, we told you so. But you see, God's got a plan for them. God's got a plan for me. God's got a plan for you. And, and this plan that he's working out will often mean that you have to take risk. You have to step up. You have to be creative. You have to take that step of faith. It's a big decision in whatever's going on in your life, but it does have the potential to be misunderstood. Well, let's move on to Ruth. 
What risk did Ruth take? Well, let's see. We see Naomi's risk. Now it's time for Ruth. You know, it's like your mother-in-law can have a great plan, but you're the one that actually has to do it. That's a thing all together, right? Verse 6. So she went down to the threshing floor and did according to all that her mother-in-law had commanded her. When Boaz had eaten and drunk and his heart was merry, he went to lie down at the end of the heap of grain, and she came secretly and uncovered his feet and lay down. It happened in the middle of the night that the man was startled and bent forward, and behold, a woman was lying at his feet. Boaz, he's sleeping, and he probably feels his feet, you know, your feet get cold at night, his feet are starting to get cold. He wakes up, and bam! There is a woman at his feet. That is not a dog. That is not a cat. That is a woman. What's he going to do? Verse 9. He said, Who are you? (laughs) It's dark. You can't see. And she said, I am Ruth, your maid. So spread your covering over your maid, for you are a close relative. So he, he can't see, it's a little dark. And so he's like, okay, who are you? And she says, I, I'm Ruth. And then what she does, she proposes. Actually, she proposes that he propose. That phrase, spread your covering over your maid or spread your wings over your servant, well, was a marriage custom where the man would spread the corner of a garment over the woman symbolizing that he was marrying her and she was coming under his protection and love. And Ruth, notice this, she's not making a marriage pitch alone, but she is going beyond and she's stressing the fact that he's a close relative. You see, Boaz is not taking this risk. So Ruth is like saying, you know what? I'm not just taking this risk so I can get a husband. She's saying, I'm taking this risk so I can get this husband. Because it's this husband who's the close relative. It's this husband who is the one that can redeem us out of our situation and carry on the family line. It's not just marriage for happiness sake, but it's marriage to carry on Naomi's dead husband's lineage. And Boaz, he sees her heart. Verse 10. Then he said, May you be blessed of the Lord, my daughter. You have shown your last kindness to be better than the first by not going after young men, whether poor or rich. Ruth didn't go after the young men, whether they were poor or rich, but she went after the older kinsman redeemer. You see, she could have gone after a, a, a poor younger man and they could have lived on love. Or she could have cashed in and went for the money and and looked for the the richer, younger man. But she didn't choose to live on love and she didn't choose to live on the riches and money, but she made a choice of Boaz, a choice to carry on the family name and provide children and descendants. And you may think, that is not a very romantic story. Because we think about We want to fall in love. We want to live for love. And and surely there's got to be some love going on here. Well, I don't don't know what's going on. I just know what it says. That she is making this choice in order to serve something bigger. Not just her own personal happiness, but there's a bigger picture that she's involved. And so what we say about Ruth is that Ruth's strategic risk was for the benefit of serving others. Ruth's 
strategic risk was for the benefit of serving others. You see, often when we think of risk, we think about in our own financial terms and financial benefits. We think about what's going to make us popular or maybe some personal benefits. But Ruth thinks in terms of being a servant. You see, God is advancing his sovereign plan through the strategic risk of Ruth who serves. And isn't it interesting that in the line of Ruth, we are going to have the greatest servant ever, the Lord Jesus Christ. And he serves us by laying down his life so that we may live. And he calls us to take risks to serve others. So we have Naomi risk. We have Ruth risking and serving others. But what about Boaz? What kind of risk does Boaz take? All right, well, let's see it. Verse 11. Now, my daughter, do not fear. I will do for you whatever you ask, for all my people in the city know that you are a woman of excellence. Boaz does not say, oh, I'm so glad you're here. I always wanted to marry a young, beautiful woman. Doesn't say that. He says, oh, your character is known, for you are a woman of excellence excellence and i will step up and do whatever you ask and so now you're thinking this is a great story let's send out the invitations let's pick a cake buy the flowers plan the honeymoon this is awesome not so fast look what boaz says in verse 12 now it is true i am a close relative however there is a relative closer than I. Oh man, yikes. There's another man who is a redeemer just like Boaz, but the other man has a slight advantage. The other man is a, a closer relative to Naomi's dead husband than Boaz. And that man would have first rights to redeem, and if he refused, then the rights would be passed on to the next relative, which would be Boaz. Look what Boaz says, verse 13. Remain this night, and when morning comes, if he will redeem you, good. Let him redeem you. But if he does not wish to redeem you, then I will redeem you. As the Lord lives, lie down until morn. You see, Boaz doesn't want to be seen as circumventing the law or cutting corners or doing anything unethically because not only does it mean Ruth is involved, but also land is involved. We'll see that later. You see, Boaz is seeking to do the right things in the right way, but it's a, it's a very strategic risk because his risk to fall through with his other relative could cause him to lose Ruth. He could totally not marry her. He would totally lose her. And I would say that God is advancing his plan through Boaz who takes a strategic risk to do the right thing, even in the midst of potential loss. And some of you need that word right now because you have some decisions to make. And it looks right. It looks like it may be from God, but there's something involved that causes you to cut corners, to do something just a little bit twisted maybe wrong and unethical 
And you say, well, it's from God. It just looks like it's from God. It looks like this. this, this what I, God has put this in front of me, but there's this little thing you have to do that you know is wrong. And what is Boaz doing? He's like, you know what? I'm going to do the right thing no matter what happens, even if it leads to a potential loss. And I think that's the way to go as we make risk in this life, decisions in this life. We have to say, you know what, God? I'm going to make this decision if you're in it, if I can do it with a, a clean conscience, if I can do it before you, that's going to please you, I will make this decision. But I'm not going to cut corners. And if that means that there is a potential loss, I'm going to leave the outcome to you. Are you guys on board with that? I'm going to leave the outcome to you. God is in control of outcomes. You make the right decisions and trust Him with the outcome. It's quite a risk for Boaz. And so, you know, Ruth goes back to Naomi. She gives the whole spill. And Naomi's like, well, that's good news, but it's also some potentially bad news. Look at verse 18. Let's finish up with verse 18. Then she said, wait, my daughter, until you know how the matter turns out, for the man will not rest until he has settled it today. Naomi's counsel to Ruth was she needed to wait. Because Boaz was a man, he was going to take action and it would all be solved soon enough. And I read something really interesting. It says, at the outset, Naomi, she had formulated a risky plan. Now she counseled a patient wait. A lot of us get excited about making these big decisions. and We're ready for something to happen, but we're not a big fan of waiting. I'm not a big fan of waiting. Maybe you are, but I'm not. I want things resolved. I want things to be finished, clear. But sometimes we take risk for the Lord, and then we have to just wait and trust Him for the outcome. And maybe some of you are right now. You, you're making these decisions, big choices, and now you're just like, all right, God, I'm going to just wait, and you make the decision, and I'll just wait for the outcome. God is moving along His sovereign plan, and the way He moves along His sovereign plan is by people like you who take risk. He's got a plan. And part of that plan is you being faithful. It's one foot in front of the other. But occasionally, you need to take strategic risk. You have to make big decisions that are in line with faithfulness that will carry along his plan, often a plan that you can't see. Maybe you need to be like Naomi. What was her strategic risk? Think about Naomi. Naomi made these strategic risks that could potentially be misunderstood. Well, what about Ruth? Ruth's strategic risk for the benefit of serving others. And what about Boaz? Boaz's risk was to do the right thing, even in the face of potential loss. My brothers and sisters, I know you may think that when you, receive, you reach a certain age, like the age most of you are, you may think, that most of your steps of faith and risk are behind you. But could it be possible that you are still alive, praise God, and part of the reason why you're still alive is to take steps of faith, and sometimes big steps of faith. And I think there are probably some risk for the kingdom that lie in front of you. Do you believe that? Or do you think you're done? Maybe there are some risks that some of you need to take that could potentially be misunderstood. 
perhaps share in the gospel with your neighbors? That's quite the risk. Or your family members? It might not turn out so well. Or it might result in the salvation of someone else. It's a risk you've got to take. And you potentially could be misunderstood. But God moves this plan along just like that. Or maybe you need to take a risk, like Ruth, in serving other people. Maybe there is someone that you know is vulnerable. They're in a difficult situation. And it's a risk. You know, sometimes you don't want to help people because you know, oh, once I step out and help people, I'm going to be involved in their drama. And I don't know if I want to deal with that. It's a risk you got to take. Because God is advancing His plan along, not just in your life, but also in their life as you step out and serve others. Or maybe you need to be like Boaz. There's a call here, a risk you need to take. And you're not going to cut corners. And you're going to do it with integrity. And you're going to do it in such a way where leaving the outcome to God, He can decide what He wants to do. But you're going to step out and you're going to be faithful. Where are you at? Your risks are not all done. There are still steps of faith ahead of you. Because God's got a plan. And He's working it out in this world. And He's working it out in your life. And one of the ways He works it out is you show up every day, one foot in front of the other, in front of the other, in front of the other. But there comes a time, and maybe that time is today for some of you, where it's time to step up, take the risk, and leave the results to God. Let's pray. Lord, I thank you so much when I, when I look out here. I see years and decades of faithfulness. People who have been faithful to you, you have been faithful to them. They have stories. They have testimonies. They've seen people saved. They've given money to your kingdom. They've seen the gospel go out. They've served others. They've served the addicted. They've served the vulnerable. They have testimony upon testimony upon testimony. But Lord, impress it upon my brothers and sisters right now that you are not done using them. You still have a plan that you are advancing. There still is more that you want to do through them. Give them that vision. Show them what it looks like. Help them to be bold and step up today and maybe move towards someone who is hurting. Maybe move toward risk, maybe a financial risk for the kingdom. Help them to serve others through prayer day after day. Maybe get them to a point where they go on a mission trip and maybe even stay. Lord, give them a vision of what it looks like that you're working out your plan and you're advancing it through people like us who are stepping up to be faithful, who are stepping up by your power to take risk and leave the outcomes with you. In Jesus' name, amen. We hope you enjoyed this message. It was preached recently at Village Bible Church. You can hear this message or let others know about it by visiting our website at vbchsv.org or call us at 922-0404. Meanwhile, have a blessed day as you walk along the way, guided by God's Word.